Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Wednesday, February 15th, 2017, and welcome to episode 292 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, and also, of course, our live video feed on Facebook. It is the one, it is the only WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as, of course, we bring you all the big-time wrestling talk here of the day, and, of course, also what is going on <clears throat> and also everything going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, of course, tonight uh, our Wrestling News and Views segment, of course, will be handled by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. Uh, right now in the form of the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also one of the hosts behind WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com. <clears throat> and also, of course, a big, also another big part of all of our other shows here in the radio network as well. Also, join us on the chat box, talk show chat box tonight. Is the human suplex machine, John Gross? Of course, he's a, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. <clears throat> also, part of the Raw Radio broadcast team as well. And tonight, of course, as always, we'll be bringing you a wrestling, our wrestling history and birthdays here for today. And before I go any further as to what we'll be talking about on the show here tonight, let us bring J.D. and John in here to the mix uh, and welcome and welcome in, in to, of course, a, a very explosive and dynamic episode 292 of Revolution. 292, who would have thought it? Absolutely. Eight episodes away, ladies and gentlemen, for Revolution hitting its 
300th episode, which will be coming up here here pretty darn soon. Uh, of course, we'll keep everybody apprised of that. But, of course, in addition to our history and birthdays here tonight, of course, uh, this past Sunday, of course, uh, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which was exclusive to SmackDown, of course, we will talk about it, our thoughts and opinions on the results of that pay-per-view. Plus, also, we'll be talking about the results of the SmackDown, of course, after Elimination Chamber, uh, of course, what happened as a direct result about that. Of course, the landscape of SmackDown Live changed, I'm sure, big time after what took place Sunday, and we'll definitely be giving our thoughts and opinions on this as well. <clears throat> Plus, of course, uh, some other couple of little wrestling pieces of wrestling news. Also, we mentioned something to you before about the situation involving the the tie uh, involving the Revolution uh, Reborn. Uh, uh, we had two people, of course, answer answer the question at the same time last night, and a decision has been reached, and we'll bring a decision to you here uh, momentarily. But in the meantime, of course, <clears throat> if you want to, uh, like I said, chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight, here on episode 292 of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution, uh, of course, King W. Gerard T. Smith has not yet arrived, but hopefully it will happen here, here soon. So I will take this right here for him for the time being. You can join us right here. First off, on talk to 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND and press that 1 if you want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here tonight on 292 of Revolution. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, please be sure to join us <clears throat> on our live video feed on Facebook where, like I said, the WWS Radio Network group tour continues as we, of course, are now doing our live video feed from WWUS Dynasty, another group that has been in the WWUS landscape for quite some time. Uh, as a matter of fact, one person has already responded as on Big Diesel Gregory Kramer is saying it was saying hello there to everyone, saying how everyone is doing. Right. So we said hello to Big Diesel himself, uh, of course, chiming in on the live video feed here tonight. Well, like I said, if you want to do the same thing that Big Diesel did, please feel free to uh, go to WWUS Dynasty, which is Facebook.com, Forward slash group slash dynasty forever, and uh, chime in, listen in on our uh, on our video feed here tonight as we talk about everything here involving the world of pro wrestling. So let's not waste any time. Dive right on into it here with our wrestling news and view segment, which of course right now will be in quite capable hands of one half of our Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, the Ice Man himself, Jared DiGirolamo. JD, let's see what we have on the wrestling news scene this evening. Grand Metallic made his debut last night, Howard, in the 205 Live show, however, mind you, and Rich Swan returned also last night in Anaheim, California. In case you're wondering, however, Rich Swan, of course, took on Noam Dar, however, in the opener, and Metallic, of course, took on his adversary, I believe it was Drew Gulak, I think, I just had to double check to be sure here, and I'm trying to find this out right now, um, I'll tell you in a minute, so bear with me. Yeah, Rich Swan pinned Noam Dar. Yeah, it was Drew Gulak, and Grand Metallic did beat Drew Gulak last night in five and a half minutes. Meanwhile, tonight on NXT, however, in tapings that was held two weeks ago, and you can watch on the WWE Network, however, you can see Tyler Bate and Trent Seventh for the WWE UK Championship, believe it or not. So that should be very good, to say the least. Meanwhile, however, as announced last night, however, on Talking Smack, however, mind you, Apparently, however, mind you, we understand, however, that apparently, however, we understand that next week there will be a battle royal to decide who will be the new number one contender to face Randy Orton, however, mind you, 
at WrestleMania, I believe. So we want to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that. Also, it was announced last night that there will be a Falls Count Anywhere match next week to settle the difference maybe once and for all between Natty and also Nikki Bella. Uh, let's see, any other news to report? Um, seeing here, I'm seeing here. Uh, yes, in fact, it says, however, Balor will determine Bray Wyatt's challenge. Um, other than that, we've not heard a whole heck of a lot, so that's all we got for right now. All right, thank you very much, here, Jay. <clears throat> JD, and of course JD along with of course Keen W. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. As I mentioned, of course they're your 2017 WWS Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print, and of course if it doesn't fit, they always find that extra special thing way to make it fit. And of course Gerard always has the best way possible. And of course if he's not around, he he asks one of us to actually do this format. That's of course obviously. Super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that old-time combination, indeed. Uh, let's go ahead and dive right on into the <clears throat> history and birthdays here for today, February 15th, courtesy of Roland and Human Super Machine John Gross, as he continues, I'm sure, to post some history and birthdays. Uh, let's go ahead and see what we have on tap here for today. Uh, 31 years ago today, we put it in 1986, NWA, in association with Championship Wrestling, presented NWA Battle of the Belts 2 from the 80-gram sports arena. The show was noted for the debut of the Big Gold Belt, replacing the NWA Dome Globe Belt that had been used since 19, in use since 1973. It would be used until Ric Flair departed what would become WCW in 1991. It had been in Flair's possession for a time after he left the company. Eventually, WCW and Flair settled, and the belt was returned. The big gold belt would represent the NWA World Heavyweight Championship until WCW in September of 1993. WCW had kept the big gold belt while NWA got the promotional rights to their heavyweight title. The big gold belt would be the WCW International Heavyweight Championship until they were unified the following summer. The big gold belt would represent WCW's world title until its demise in 2001, and of course, WWE would go and use it later on as well. Uh, that same night, WWF taped the fifth, the fifth edition of Saturday night's main event from the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. The show set up the triple main event for WrestleMania II and featured the premiere of Hulk Hogan's Real American video. That was a great video. I remember seeing that. Uh, there was a first ever boxing match. <clears throat> At Saturday night's main event with Mr. Mr. T defeating Cowboy Bob Orton. Also, Hulk and I'm sure JD, you even remember this moment. Hulk Hogan was attacked by King Kong Bundy as Hogan successfully defended the title on a DQ over Don Morocco. Yeah, and that's why it set up the match of WrestleMania two between Hogan and Bundy. So, 28 years ago today, put it in 1989, NWA in association with WCW presented. Clash of the Champions 5. <clears throat> and we don't have any matches listed there. And here's, some, here's, here's another interesting thing. 19 years ago today, I'll put it at 1998, yes, WWF presented No Way Out in Texas from the Compact Center in Houston. This started as the beginning of the process of the WWF phasing out the In Your House pay-per-view name. They would keep the name of the event before doing away with it in May of 1999, 
after the death of Owen Hart. Hmm. Okay. Shawn Michaels was scheduled to wrestle with the New Age Outlaws and Triple H against the four-man team of Owen Hart, Stone Cold, Cactus Jack, and Chainsaw Charlie in an unsanctioned tag team match. But was not at the show due to his back injury. So uh, Salvia Vega, I think, was chosen by the WWF to take his to take his place. Uh, that same day, we also lost, of course, another great wrestler, Louis Spicoli, at the age of 27. He was born. He was born in February of 1971 in San Pedro, California. He trained under Bill Anderson after they met in Los Angeles. He debuted in the WWF at the age of 17 at the, in 1988 by working squash matches straight up until 1995. He spent three years in Mexico where he formed a stable known as the American Mercenaries. They unmasked in July 1991 and disbanded in 1992. He returned to Mexico in 94 and joined AAA by becoming part of the Los Gringos Locos stable with Eddie Guerrero, Conan, and Art Barr. He returned to the WWF in 1995 as grunge fan Rad Radford. He feuded with the Bonnie Donnas. He got kicked out of the group due to his poorly physique. WWF released him on the condition that he could not work in rival he could not work in rival WCW for a year. He struggled with depression from his brief run in ECW in nineteen ninety six. He signed with WCW in late nineteen ninety seven, serving as a lackey for the NWO. Of course, more specifically Scott Hall. I do remember that. In his feud with Larry Zabisco. They were set to face off at Super Bowl VIII, but the bout didn't take place. He had stopped using drugs for a time, but relapsed when he found out that his mother was terminally ill with cancer. He overdosed on soma and wine, choking on his own vomit in his sleep. He was found dead five days after he turned 27 years old. Sad way to go. Yes, it is. Uh, also here, uh, 18 years ago, we put it in 1999, I do believe. Yes. We had two title changes on Raw's War from Birmingham, Alabama. The Rock defeated Mankind in a ladder match to win the WWF title for, for the third time and would go on to face Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 15. Also, another title change was declared when Shane McMahon won the European title as well over X-Pac in a tag team match. 13 years ago today, which we put it at 2004, I do believe, WWE presented No Way Out from the Cow Palace in San Francisco. This was a big night for the Guerrero family. First, Chavo Guerrero defeated Rey Mysterio to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, and in the main event, Eddie Guerrero finally achieved greatness by defeating Brock Lesnar to win the WWE Championship. The win made Guerrero the first Latino-born WWE champion since Pedro Morales in 1971. But sadly, this would be Eddie Guerrero's first and only WWE Championship reign, as of course he would pass away in, in November of, of 2005. Eight years ago today, which we put it at 2009, WWE, WWE presented No Way Out from Seattle, Washington. There were two title changes inside of the Elimination Chamber. Triple H won the WWE, WWE Championship for the 13th time by defeating Edge, Big Show, Jeff Hardy, Vladimir Kozlov, and The Undertaker. In the early part of the match, Edge was eliminated early, guaranteeing a new WWE champion. Later that night, upset by losing the WWE, WWE championship, 
Edge returned later on in the World Heavyweight title match and attacked Kofi Kingston during his entrance. During the Elimination Chamber World Heavyweight title match with John Cena, being eliminated too, guaranteeing the new World Heavyweight Champion. And Edge won the World Heavyweight title by last eliminating Rey Mysterio. Edge started No Way Out as a WWE Champion and ended, and ended No Way Out as the World Heavyweight Champion. And six years ago today, we're completed at 2011. <clears throat> Speaking of Edge, Edge would lose and win the World Heavyweight title, and here's the reason why. Edge was stripped of the championship after Vicky Guerrero told Edge that the spear would be banned in a following match, but he used it anyway. Vicky awarded the belt to Dolph Ziggler, but in Dolph's first title defense was against Edge with Teddy Long making his return, and that allowed Edge to win the World Heavyweight title. This was Edge's last World Heavyweight title round before his retirement in April of 2011. Five years ago today, we put it at 2012, WWE announced that WrestleMania 29 would be held at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And also, <clears throat> uh, and also today, it was, we have a birthday here to uh, just recent uh, a man who just recently was holding the Cruiserweight Championship to you. I think he was defeated by Neville here just recently. Today's a happy 26th birthday to former Cruiserweight Champion Rich Swan. So happy birthday there to Rich Swan here from everyone here. Um, and John's already got his uh, predictions here for, for uh, I believe, for Elimination Chamber. He actually called it no, he actually said no way out, but it's supposed to be Elimination Chamber. So, uh, John, thank you very much, there, my man, for getting, for bringing in the histories and birthdays here for today. And, J.D., thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here, for what you were able to bring to us tonight. Uh, 1-724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. <clears throat> this is episode 292 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWUS Revolution. Of course, also, in addition to streaming on TalkShoe, we are also streaming on our live video feed on Facebook, <clears throat> which is, of course, like I said, right now, our group tour is has stopped by WWUS Dynasty and are doing our live video feed from that group here tonight. And if you're prepared to join us there, you can join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dynasty forever. Of course, once again, I am Mr. WWUS Chad Hinchall back on the line alongside the Iceman JD Jeremy Geronimo. Of course, he's a 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, part of the Raw Radio team every Monday afternoon, <clears throat> every Monday afternoon on right here on talkshoe.com. And also on the chat box tonight, we have the human suplex machine, John Gross. A two, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, and also part of the Raw Radio team as well. Well, gentlemen, we now go on right ahead to our big-time discussion here, as we, of course, uh, have two things to talk about here tonight, of course, with this past Sunday's pay-per-view being a, 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 from the SmackDown brand. We, of course, now, we first now talk about uh, all the matches that took place at WWE Elimination Chamber 2017. And there were a lot of great moments there that took place here. Uh, uh, of course, uh, I will uh, go ahead and now turn it over to the Iceman so that way he can give his thoughts and opinions on what took place uh, his, uh, well, on, uh, on how everything went, we should say, at this past Sunday's Elimination Chamber. Diddy, let's see what you got for us. 
Well, I mean, it was a pretty good, okay, decent pay-per-view. I mean, you had, obviously, Becky Lynch win, obviously, the opening match against Mickey James in 12 minutes, which was pretty good. It was a decent, entertaining opener. Of course, earlier in the night, you had Mojo Raleigh beat Kurt Hawkins in eight minutes. However, the tilt world, as I said to John Howard, and I just, I don't know what they're trying to do with Hawkins. I mean, they just continue to job him out. It seems like at every turn, however, since he's come back, I mean, they thought they were going to do something right with him. When he came back, obviously they haven't done anything yet right with him, it seems like. And as far as Mojo goes, I think he's just getting this mild, moderate push right now, at least a little bit of a push, however, because of Zack Ryder being out all this time, however. And there still is talk that Hawkins, or not Hawkins, Raleigh's partner's Long Island IC could be back in a few months, maybe possibly later on this spring, sometime maybe later on in the spring, or sometimes about the spring, or maybe even summer. Uh, that being said, you had American Alpha win a pretty good tag team turmoil match, although I had the Vaude Villains, or not the Vaude Villains, the Ascension winning that one. That was one of the better matches of the night. That was pretty good, however. I mean, they could have given him another three to five minutes. It still would have been helpful, but nevertheless, they gave him 20-plus minutes to work with. It was pretty good. Then you have, of course, uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, take out Apollo Crews after Kalisto and Apollo Crews, however, had been roughed up earlier and throughout the match by Ziggler. I mean, I don't know where they're going Ziggler's heel turn at this point. Your guess is as good as mine. But, of course, Ziggler lost that match to Cruz and Ziggler, despite the fact earlier in the match you saw Ziggler throw Kalisto right through one of the screens. It didn't look like he was going to be able to compete, but he came back and fought, so go figure. Uh, then we had, uh, like I said, Bray Wyatt become the new world's champion, however, as he denied John Cena his opportunity to retain. Uh, Nikki and Natty, of course, was interesting. Of course, they showed afterwards, however, a little bit of a little skirmish that occurred while Maurice was in the back, and that leads me to wonder with what happened with Nikki. Is this the beginning of the so-called feud we might see between Nikki and Cena versus Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania? I mean, was this just the start of it? It sounds like it may be, but you never know. Uh, talk about women's matches. I was a little surprised. I think we all were surprised that Naomi shocked everyone by uh, beating Alexa Bliss, Harley Quinn herself, for the title. Uh, hopefully they don't take the title off of her until WrestleMania give uh, Naomi a nice little reign with the belt. However, however, obviously, Alexa said afterward, however, on Talking Smack, and even last night, she didn't get enough sleep. She didn't do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Make up another excuse. Why don't you? You just got beat by a better person. Flat out, however, Alexa. I mean, you were a fine champion, don't get me wrong, for a few months, but I think it's time to shake up the belt once again, however. It seems like just like they're doing on Raw playing hot potato with that belt, they're doing the same thing here with the woman's belt, too. Uh, like I said, Bray Wyatt, I mentioned, did win the belt, however, by defeating Cena and all the other people in the Elimination Chamber. Of course, we did see, however, a little bit of tension between Corbin and uh, Ambrose. That leads me to wonder if there's going to be something happening between those two at WrestleMania. Uh, in a match, I think they were sending it up that way, possibly, especially after what went down, however, towards the end of that. But, yeah, all told, I mean, it wasn't a bad chamber. I mean, it could have been a little bit better. One thing they did not announce, however, obviously, however, was the attendance was surprising. But the worst segment, by far the worst of the night, was seeing Carmella in the pre-show. I mean, she is a total hosky in every sense of the word. And then later in the night, you had to put up with her again and her neuter... Her boyfriend, the ultimate nerd, if you will, the super nerd, if you will, Mr. Ellsworth, watched this whole thing in a skybox. I mean, did we really need to have those two the entire night, you know, back to them, back and forth, however, by just simply watching the show? I mean, seriously, they could have done so much more than just focus on these two the entire night. But yeah, all told, 
it wasn't a bad paper. It could have been just a little bit better. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10. Okay. Thank you very much, Sarah J.D., for your review of the Elimination Chamber. We'll come back to you in just a few moments with your review of SmackDown. Let's see what John has on tap here uh, for uh, his thoughts on the Elimination Chamber, and I'll go and start reading them. Uh, the pre-show match between Kurt Hawkins and Mojo Raleigh was very boring. Mojo Raleigh wins the match. Mojo's getting some has been getting some momentum ever since his partner Zack Ryder was injured. We kick off the show with Becky and Nikki. Good match between the two. Becky gets the win over Nikki. Another match between uh, the duo of Kalisto and Cruz against Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler tried to use this use this to a one on one in his favor, attacking Kalisto during his entrance. Then it changes from to one on one between him and Cruz, but Kalisto returns later in the match and calls Ziggler the victory. The Ziggler goes crazy and breaks Apollo's leg or should I say, pilmanizing Apollo's ankle, but not off the top rope. Hmm. John believes the tag team turmoil was one of the better matches. Margaret Alpha, impressively enough, retains the tag team titles. It could have been a tag team elimination chamber match, but I don't think the teams didn't need an elimination chamber even if they needed to. Hmm. Uh, John also said Nikki and Natalia ended a double countout. It seems that as if this feud was going to end, but no, after the match, Nikki and Natalia fight backstage with Maurice being involved in the center of it, setting up the stages for a possible mixed tag match between Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice. Orton and Harper was good, probably one of the most better matches for Harper post-Wyatt family. I mean, he had a good singles run in 2014 after he took a break from the Wyatt family for a bit and won the IC title over Dolph Ziggler. This was a good match <clears throat> for Harper taking on an experienced veteran like Randy Orton. But unfortunately, he falls to the RKO. Surprised that Naomi won the SmackDown Women's Championship. John thought Alexa was going to retain, but I guess they wanted Naomi to have the title at WrestleMania. And the Elimination Chamber, John pretty much enjoyed the new chamber, the way that had the blue lights and LEDs. The coolest part, parts about the match was Styles, Cena, and Ambrose all on top of the chamber. And also the way Wyatt threw Styles into that cage, golly, brutal. This is his words. John was glad that Cena was eliminated, brought a big smile to his face. So Wyatt versus Styles was the last two. Didn't care who was going to win. As long as it was, as long as it was AJ, I'd be okay with it. But if it was Wyatt, then more props to him. Wyatt wins the match, and for the first time, he becomes WWE champion. He joins the ranks of Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Undertaker, John Cena, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, JBL, and for me, and for him to say that, that is true. John thinks that Wyatt's going to stay champion even in WrestleMania. He believes that Wyatt will stay WWE champion for a long time. And if he does, he really will be called the greatest WWE champion of all time. It's obvious Bray would always say he's got the whole world in his hands. Well, you know what? It's true. He definitely has the whole world in his hands. <clears throat> And there is there's there's his review of of course uh, elimination chamber. Thank you both for for uh, bringing that here to us. And now, like I said, he's he's going to go, he's going to lead in the SmackDown. But we'll go ahead and go back to JD with his thoughts on last night's SmackDown Live. Of course, the aftermath of the elimination chamber. Of course, the atmosphere was quite different. At least, was always after a big pay per view like that. It's always going to be ten times different. So let's uh, let's get JD's opinion on what took place on SmackDown last night. 
Last night we went to Anaheim, California, obviously, however, and of course, uh, like I said, however, we obviously saw a very interesting match. Obviously, however, mind you, the first match was the American Alpha versus the Ascension, of course. Once again, however, American Alpha won the match in 11 minutes and 22 seconds, and then, of course, the Usos said, however, that there was a lot of celebrating going on in the ring, but they weren't celebrating when the Usos injured Gable's knee at the chamber a few months ago. They said that they feel the hair in the... That Jay said they didn't feel the hair rising in the back of their neck. It's not a ghost. It's the Usos. Uh, yeah, okay. Next thing, we see he's looking for Corbin when he runs into the nerd and the whore, Ellsworth and Carmelo. Els- Ambrose tried to give Ellsworth some advice about Carmelo using him, but Carmelo called up the gas station to ask if Ellsworth going to let Ambrose talk to him that way. Ellsworth tried to grow a spine. They were interrupted by Daniel Bryan. Ambrose then asked him for a match with Ambrose and Brian Granham. They need to get out of aggression towards Baron Corbin on someone. Ellsworth then looked terrified and told Carmella that uh, he could teach Ambrose a lesson. Uh, then we saw what happened, however, mind you, however. So, I mean, I don't know what was going on. Of course, then we see Corbin show up, of course. And it looks like uh, Corbin had to save the little nerd and his little hosky girlfriend, if you will. Then we hear that the Falls Count Anywhere match is set up for later on next week, of course, because once again we see the fight between Nikki and Natty that happened after Sunday's show. Of course, once again, Natty says that Brian uh, says, accused Daniel Brian of favoritism, and of course things got very intense with those two, as you would expect. Then again, you have Dasha Fuentes, however, mind you, however, tried to interview Baron Corbin, but he totally doesn't owe anyone an explanation. And then Renee decided to interview uh, Dolph Ziggler, go figure, however, so once again, apparently, I guess Ziggler continues to act like the arrogant, cocky, suave heel, if you will, however, and it seems like he doesn't give a damn about anybody but himself. Next, we have Mickey James taking on Becky. Of course, Mickey won in a pretty good match, however, but Becky wasn't too happy afterwards. Next, then Naomi comes out, however, mind you, and they talk about Naomi's big win that happened on Sunday. Of course, Alexa wasn't too happy about it, mind you. And, of course, Alexa told her, however, basically, however, she has a week to give up the title, or she's going to basically beat the crap out of her. I mean, like I said, what happened on Sunday, it was an okay, pretty decent match between the two of them, however. But, again, Alexa Bliss, you're like Charlotte Flair. Quit crying, quit whining and bitching and pissing and moaning. You lost fair and square. Get over it, however. Basically, you should let someone else have the title for now. You've had a nice little run for a little while with the belt, but it's time to give someone else that who is well worthy of holding the belt, in this case, Naomi, because Naomi has paid her dues, as Michelle would say. All right, Michelle's right. I mean, she has busted her butt time and time again, and they just haven't given her anything yet to hold on to. So hopefully they give her a nice little run here with the belt for a while, heading into WrestleMania, and hopefully they don't take the belt off her at WrestleMania in her hometown. We'll just have to wait and see. Next, we then go to uh, the main event, which turned out to be a triple threat as AJ Styles found out that he would be being involved, getting involved, however, just when it looked like he was going to be seen in Bray Wyatt. And, of course, Daniel Bryan and Shane changed all that, how it said, eventually. Now it's going to be a triple threat match. As a result, Bray won the match, however, that was pretty good. Then afterward, however, what happened with Bray and Randy was kind of interesting. You thought they were going to come to blows, of course, however... As a result, uh, Wyatt told him he had the keys to the kingdom. And, of course, they posed together to close the show. This after what happened with Luke Harper. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do with Harper right now. It seems like Harper is not falling in favor with the family. I mean, unless they're going to have him and Eric Rowan 
uh, leave the family, go their separate ways, or team up together away from Bray and Randy remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, all told, I mean, it wasn't a bad show. I mean, it was okay. Uh, the best match of the night by far, I thought, was the triple threat. The non-entertaining segment of the night was, once again, the whole nerd in the hosky involving Carmella and Ellsworth. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I mean, I said it even when they did this on Sunday. I mean, I think all of us were getting tired more and more of seeing this guy week after week with his little new girlfriend, if you will, just be his little lapdog, if you will, and she being his lapdog. It just I mean, it makes me want to gag, literally. So please, 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 please end this whole thing once and for all. It's becoming more and more boring by the week if you ask me. But, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, it was an okay show. But like I said, I mean, there were some things that were all right and there were some things that could have been better. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D., of course, for providing us, for providing that with that uh, big-time uh, uh, thoughts and things on uh, SmackDown last night. Let's see what John has to say about the same thing. We go back to him. Uh, John says, now let's go back to SmackDown with Wyatt talking about his WWE title win only to be interrupted by John Cena and AJ Styles. And we have a triple threat match for the championship between Bray Wyatt, John Cena, and AJ Styles. American Alpha gets a non-title victory over the Ascension, but the Usos are, one, are warning them that they are coming for them. And, of course, in your words, J.D. John says the same thing. Then the, 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 the nerd, James Ellsworth, and the beautiful Princess Carmella are backstage talking about their relationship Ambrose shows up, tells Ellsworth that Carmella was using him. Daniel Bryan walks in, leading up to Ellsworth versus Ambrose. But Ellsworth didn't get his match because Baron Corbin. From the very beginning, I think we all know that. I mean, he just continues to be the gullible schmuck that he is. Yeah, but Ellsworth didn't get his match because Baron Corbin came out and and was beating up on Ambrose and hitting him with the deep six in the production area, causing all the sparks to go off. Then Nikki and Natalia, of course, get into another high school brawl, which signals, signals a false count anywhere match between the two for next week. Then Ziggler talks about the new era and saying that he was getting started and he's a long way from being done. Mickey James and Becky Lynch, another Elimination Chamber rematch between these two. Mickey James wins finally against Becky Lynch. And then the Alexa Bliss and Naomi segment. Bliss says that Naomi has one week to hand over the belt to her. So John's guessing that they will face off next week as well. Triple John says triple threat main event. Oh man, what a contest! Wyatt, Cena, and Styles. This match was even better than Bailey versus Charlotte on Raw. And no disrespect to Bailey and Charlotte because they still put on a great match, no doubt about it. But I think John believes that AJ Styles, if AJ Styles wasn't needed, Wyatt and Cena would have been boring. But they made it one of the best matches ever. Wyatt retains the WWE Championship in his first title defense. But my but John's has definitely off to the three men that definitely stole the show last last night, stole the main event. Randy Orton says that he will refuse he will refuse to fight Bray Wyatt for the championship WrestleMania. Baffles me. John says he's seen people say in WWE, WWE that they would never fight their own flesh and blood. But what do we see? We see we see them fight. And now this match of WrestleMania is going to be a triple threat match for the championship. John believes that Harper is going to win the Battle Royal and set it up for Harper versus Orton versus Wyatt. But please do not let Harper win the championship. I, John does not want Harper to be champion just yet. Uh, John believes John thinks that Wyatt is going to keep the championship for WrestleMania. 
And Jonathan has that as all of his review of both Elimination Chamber and of SmackDown. So, gentlemen, thank you very much for providing that, for, for providing your thoughts and opinions on both shows here tonight. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode two ninety two of the of the Mothership Broadcast WCW US Revolution. This is Wednesday, February fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen. I am once again Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. <clears throat> of course, joining me here tonight is the Iceman JD Jared Girolamo. JD is of course the two thousand fifteen and seventeen Hall of Famer as well as, of course, part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5, right here on TalkShoot.com. And, of course, on the chat box, TalkShoot chat box tonight, uh, one, of his, one of J.D.'s partners from Raw Radio, uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is a, the first 2016 Hall of Famer as well. <clears throat> uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as you heard me say earlier in the evening, uh, we had we uh, last night going in towards the going towards the end of uh, Revolution. I did have an update that uh, we thought we had the final spot in the Fatal Four Way match for the vacated WCW US United States Championship filled. Well, seems that we had two people trying to get the same spot. As I did report last last night, those two people are as follows: Aaron Beck and our own human suplex machine, John Gross. And I did get in that opportunity, as I did mention about the end of Revolution last night. I did speak to King W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and he does agree that I will next couple of days I will gather both Aaron and John. And what we are going to do is have <clears throat> is have a I'm not sure how many questions I will do. I may do five or I may do ten, I'm not sure. But we're going to have a little trivia contest between the two. We'll conduct it uh on one of our pages here in WWUS. I don't know which one we'll do that on yet. But there is going to be a there is going to be a um, a you know both men we're going to, I'm going to simply say this both men and even JD even know that JD's already in these matches um, I think JD might get a kick out of this announcement here too that both Aaron Beck and John Gross will not whoever does not earn the slot in a fatal four-way will not go home empty-handed. Uh, of course, as I did also announce on uh, Revolution last night that a new group had been created by me. And, of course, that group was OWNUS, a Warriors legacy. And, of course, I did actually say that there would, would that, that there will be a new that there, that, that there may be something additional added on to that and possibly involved in the trivia contest and this the announcement that officially tonight I officially have <clears throat> come up with the OWN US Ultimate Heavyweight Championship. And, of course, like I said, where does this fit in with the spot for the vacated United States Championship? Well, here it is right here, and here it is right here in black and white. Aaron Beck and John Gross will have uh, 
their little trivia contest. The main prize will be the final slot in the Fatal 4-Way for the WCWUS United States Championship. But whoever does not pull, whoever does not win, will automatically be entered into the first into the one-on-one encounter for the new OWN US Ultimate Heavyweight Championship. So make it fair to both parties. By the way, both will not, neither one will feel like a loser, a loser at all after this. After the, of course, our our mini trivia contest takes place. Two men will have an opportunity to, one will have an opportunity to to go after against three others for a vacated title, while another one will automatically receive a a slot in the one-on-one matchup for one of our brand new titles. So that is our official announcement here. So like I said, we will have this here. Maybe this weekend we may do this. So I'll need to gather, like I said, Aaron Beck and John Gross to figure out when it will be good for them, and we will conduct these matches. And like I said, the winner, the main prize will be the final slot in the Federal Four-Way match for the WCWUS United States Championship. And whoever does not win that slot will win a slot in the one-on-one match for the brand-new OWNUS Ultimate Heavyweight Championship. So not bad, not bad compromise there indeed. And definitely check out our new group, OWNUS of Warriors Legacy, as we have a whole lot of Ultimate Warrior material on there. Uh, matches, promos, uh, you name it, uh, interviews, uh, some interviews, one which he did with Regis, Regis and Kathy Lee, and another he did with Arsenio Hall. Definitely check those out. Uh, you'll definitely get a kick out of all those. Uh, anything like to involve the Warrior, it's on that page. So definitely check that out. And that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OWNUS legacy. So, John, like I mentioned before, but you're not you're you're not you're not out of the picture here yet. So you may have an opportunity to go after one of our older titles or or one of our brand new titles. So, so you're you're okay right now as far as we're concerned there for me. Uh that's the special announcements that I have, I have here. Uh we're approaching and John says got it. Okay, excellent, very good. Uh well I see here uh that we have uh that we have pretty much cleared everything that we have we're, we're gonna talk about. So I say you know hmm, this is an excellent idea. Uh I hate to do this without like I said without uh King and WO, but uh let's get some uh Let's get some let's get some trivia questions in. Kind of you know, kinda of help uh kinda of help uh, everyone that's involved in the trivia title series, you know, maybe a little bit uh, uh yeah, a little bit uh, a little bit refresher course here. And uh I kinda of figured we'd go to a big category. We've visited Several of these categories in this before. I say we do something. Uh, hmm. I say we do some classic wrestlers finishing maneuvers. Uh, 
All right. Okay, it's a 10-question thing. Uh, JD, if you are set to go, we will go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and take care of this. We're going to do this. Whenever you're ready to go there, JD. I'm ready. All right. John, are you ready? John says he's ready. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, like I said before, this is, like I said, a 10-question uh, about wrestlers finishing maneuvers. Uh, many wrestlers superstars famous for their finishing moves. I'll name a move and see if you can guess whose finishing move it was. These are moves used by wrestlers in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Okay. So keep that in mind. The average score for this quiz is 6 out of 10. So I think we might be able to do a little bit better than 6. So we'll have to wait and see right here. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Question number one. Which superstar would finish off his opponents with the running leg drop? Is it Hulk Hogan, Rick Martel, Sid Justice, or Tito Santana? J.D. Hulk Hogan. And John? John also says Hulk. We'll go ahead and say Hulk right here. Question number two. Which former WWE superstar was famous for using the bear hug as its finishing move? Was it Bob Backlund, superstar Billy Graham, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or Tommy Rich, J.D.? Uh, I'm going to say superstar Billy Graham. Okay. Uh, John? John also says Superstar. We'll go ahead and say that as well. Question number three. <coughs> Excuse me. The Iron Claw was the finishing move of which former WWA world champion? Was it King Kong Bundy, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, Macho Man Randy Savage, or Baron Von Raschke? J.D. Baron Von Raschke. And J.D. Uh, John. By J's and G's in our in our stable, that's always. <laughs> John's going with the Baron. We're going to say the Baron. Okay. Question number four: Which which Russian superstars finisher was the Russian backbreaker? Was it Nikolai Volkov, Ivan Kolov, Nikita Kolov, or Boris Zukov? JD. I want to say it was. Nikita, oh, uh, no, no, no. That would be Boris Zukov, I'll say. You're saying Boris Zukov, okay. And John? John also says Boris Zukov, okay. Question number five. The running power slam was the finishing move of which former WWE superstar? Was it Jim the Anvil Nightheart, the British Bulldog David Boy Smith, Hercules Hernandez, or the Warlord, J.D.? The British Bulldog. And John? John also says the British Bulldog. All right. Question number six. Which former WWE Superstars version of the sleeper hold was called Goodnight Irene? Was it Waylon Mercy, 
Roddy Piper, Adrian Adonis, or Brutus Beefcake? J.D. Adrian Adonis. John? John also says the same, but we'll go with Adrian right here. Question number seven. Which former WCW television champion used the Spine Buster as a finisher? Was it Arn Anderson, J.D. Snake Roberts, Dusty Rhodes, or Terry Taylor, J.D.? I want to say Arn Anderson. Okay. And John? John says double A as well. We'll go along with double A. Question number eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This superstar would use the figure four leg lock to make his opponents tap out. It was a killer Kowalski, the Iron Sheik, Greg the Hammer Valentine, or Sergeant Slaughter? JD. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, who was it again you've seen? What was the question, or who needs the answer? The question. The superstar would use the figure four leg lock to make his opponents tap out. Choices are again. Christopher, I'm sorry, excuse me. I about to say Christopher Columbus. I don't know why I want to say that. <laughs> was it Killer Kowalski, Iron Sheik, Greg the Hammer Valentine, or Sergeant Slaughter? Greg the Hammer. Okay, and John. John also says the hammer. We'll go ahead and say the hammer. Question number nine. Here, get to it. There you go. Number nine, the pile driver was the finishing move of which former WWE and WCW superstar? Was it Cowboy Bob Orton, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Johnny Ace, or Kevin Sullivan? J.D. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And John. John also says Paul Orndorff, okay? And the final question. Which tag team's finisher was called the Double Death Drop? Was it Nasty Boys, the Rock and Roll Express, the Brain Busters, or Doom? J.D.? I'm going to say Doom. I'm going to say Doom, okay? And John? John also says Doom. Okay. Let's see how we did on it right here, gentlemen, with these 10 questions. All about wrestling finishers. Okay. Question number one. Yes, the running leg drop was used by Hulk Hogan. Question number two. The bear hug. You're right, J.D. was the fat superstar, Billy Graham. Number three, the iron claw was the finishing move of Baron Von Ratchke. Question number four was the move to Russian backbreaker. We both said Boris Sukov. You're going to kick yourself in the head, J.D. It was Nikolai Volkov. Oh, yeah, I should know that. 
I was torn between the. I knew the Ivan and Nikita weren't it because it was the Russian sickle. So that's why I canceled those two. And I was torn between Nikolai and Boris. Like, well, I, what I meant to mention was was that they had the word Russian in quotation marks, which yeah, that's that, okay though. I mean, still. That that might have thrown some people off with this. Yeah. I'm not sure. Question number five: Ryan Powersam, of course, was the finishing move of the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Question number six: Good night, Irene. Did belong. To Adrian Adonis, another great superstar. Question number seven: The spinebuster was used by Arn Anderson, Double A, one of the original horsemen. Yes, sir. Question number eight: The figure four leg lock was, of course, we, we all we all know that he was used, that, that uh, Rick Flair was well known for using it. But of course, uh, uh, of course, Great <clears throat> uh, Hammer Valentine was really the first one to use it. Uh, he uh, some some interesting some interesting news here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, um, uh, killer. Oh yeah, killer. Talking about uh, killer Kowalski was one of the answers. His his action move was called the stomach claw. Uh, and he feuded with Bruno San Martino, Mad Dog Bashan, and Pedro Morales. He, believe it or not, trained Big John Stud, Perry Saturn, and Triple H. In China. And well, yeah, in China. Well, I, yeah. I'm just saying what they have listed here, yes. Number nine, of course, the pop driver was the move of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Uh, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 05 at the same time as. Hogan and Jimmy Hart and Roddy Piper and all of them. Hi, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, oh my Lord, there he is. <laughs> yeah, this man is our Mr. Wonderful, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Coming on the line here, of course, of course, the other half of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WWUS, the main man himself. He is the one. He is the only. He is the king, NWO, GTS himself, the man that will not make you go to sleep, Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, welcome to 292 of Revolution. Hey, yo. And our blood is boiling now a little bit more more than ever now, thanks to the, the big-time arrival of the main man himself. And that last question, J.D., the double death drop, y'all thought it was doomed. It was the nasties. Okay. So, uh, believe it or not, you did do better than the average. The average is like six or seven out of ten. You did eight. So, there you go. Not too shabby on that there, guys. Nope. Uh, Gerard is in time. We're probably going to go to another round. Gerard, if you're up to it there. Yeah, let's do it. Before you do that, why don't we get his thoughts on SmackDown in the chamber? Then I can wait. Well, yeah, let's do that. Well, I look for some more, uh, look some more on uh, on uh, some questions here. Let's go ahead and we'll let we'll take let let King NWO take the floor. And uh, my man, if you can, if you'd like, please uh, your thoughts on what happened at Elimination Chamber on Sunday and on SmackDown last night, sir. Please take it away. Um, the the chamber. It wasn't like I predicted. Uh, I was wrong a lot of the times. Um, I like Bray Wyatt, though, winning. It seems like uh, finally his time is now. 
And uh, it's going to be a good storyline with him with the belt, I think. Um, and on SmackDown, um, what I remember, not very much. Um, the main event was really good, though. Uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles. Please. Um, no, no, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good, and then Randy Orton came out, and I'd like to know the storyline they're going to have there, so, it's just brief and short. Yeah, well, we did thank you, sir, for giving your thoughts and opinions on, uh, on the thing, uh, on everything that took place here, of course, between this past Sunday and also last night, uh, <clears throat> also, uh, Gerard, if you did get an opportunity, if we did get a chance to hear this last night, let's go ahead and hear this too while we have a, we have some time here. Your take on what happened on Raw Monday night. Your take on that, please, sir. Um. Yeah, Charlotte did not win. Um. And. Uh, KO didn't like the friendship, the festival of friendship, apparently. And Gil Gilbert, that was funny. That was hilarious. I thought it was. Um, the club, two against one, with Roman beating Roman up, like. I can remember, actually. Okay. Well, they've announced next week. I don't know um, if you've heard. They've now said a street fight between Nikki and uh, Natty for next week, and a battle royal will be decided to see who will face Bray at WrestleMania, mind you. So, and then of course we have the nerd and the hosky of Carmella and Ellsworth, the nerd again, which I'm just about to gag, literally. Well, a lot taking place here, of course, leading up towards WrestleMania. So, as they say in, in, w, in the WWE, WWE, anything can happen. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, if y'all are ready to go, I do have another one lined up here on the history of professional wrestling. Twenty questions. Uh, some you may know, some you may not, but be kind of interesting to see how we uh, how we do with this. Uh, Gerard, are you ready, my man? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, J- J.D., are you ready? I'm all set. John, are you ready? And plus, Gerard, I have made the announcement that we talked about earlier concerning the trivia thing. Um, I'm not sure when we'll do it, but uh, but like I said before, the, uh, the winner of however many questions I decided to do between Aaron Beck and uh, John here, um, will get the slot for the for the Pedro Fuller US title match and the other person will get a um a um a, a, a spot locked in for the new belt for OWN US. That's what we decide to do, is that right? That's right. Okay. All right. And John says he's always ready to fight, so he he's he's all pumped up here. Okay, here we go, gentlemen. 
20 questions here. The average score is 12 out of 20. I think we can do a little bit better, maybe. Let's see. Uh, well, no, maybe, but I think we can. Uh, here we go here, guys. A brief look into the past and present of the phenom we call professional wrestling. Yes, indeed. All right. Question number one. In 1948, several independent wrestling promoters converged and formed this organization. Was it was it known as the NWA, WCW, WWE, or AWA, Gerard? Pass. JD. I am going to say it was the NWA. Okay, and John. And plus, Gerard, our live video feed on uh, Dynasty is going along and working smoothly. Right on. Yes, sir. All right, John says, you want what J.D. says, we'll both go with the N.W.A. Question number two. This turn-of-the-century star first to be recognized as a world wrestling champion in 1905. That's going way back. Was known as the Russian Lion. Was it Ed Strangler Lewis, George Hackenschmidt, Frank Gotch, or Stanislaus, St- oh, I can't pronounce this, Stanislaus Zabisco? So hard would like to take a crack at this. Uh, hell no. Pass. <laughs> uh, J.D.? I'm going to say it was George Hackenschmidt. Okay. John? And just to let Gerard know, also, I'm sure he watched that next night, but if he didn't, they had a good match. I didn't. Tyler, they had Tyler Bay and Trent Seven for the U.K. Championship tonight. Oh, really? Yes, and the winner of that was, if I can find out, Right now, just to let you know, at winner was da, 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 Tyler Bate in 13 minutes with the Tyler Driver 97. So let me ask you this: then. Is the is that UK title exclusive to NXT? That's a good it question. Like it. it sounds like it. Yeah. It, well, Pete Dunne and uh, who is it? Pete Dunne and Mark, I think Andrews were supposed to fight on NXT too, so they were both in the tournament as well. So I think that's week, where they're yeah. going with it. Yeah, they'll probably fight next right. week, I think. So if if Raw has the U.S. title and SmackDown has Intercontinental title, then apparently NXT they won't put a second another title in NXT. So apparently this UK title is that extra one in NXT apparently. Which I hope like doesn't right. I hope it doesn't become another European title like we've all been saying. I really hope it doesn't. Oh boy, I think they have enough guys to do a a division if they sign all the guys from the tournament, and then you can even get more guys. All right. I mean, even current town has been there for years, like we talked about before. There's a lot of them there you can put in this too. They're also trying to bring back also Cassius Ono. Hmm. I know. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, working NXT right now, I think. Yeah, and or he's I, start soon. Could we see him in Rude maybe in Orlando in April? The title. That they were talking a, about it, so it might good. happen. That would be good, I think. You put those two in the ring. That would be great. Uh, question number three, there, gentlemen. Jack Johnson may have been the first African American boxing champion in 1910. But it wasn't until 1992 
as the first African-American world wrestling champion was crowned. Who was it? Was it Rocky Johnson, Butch Reed, Ron Simmons, or Bubba Brazil? Gerard. I think this is Ron Simmons, I think. J.D.? Yep, Ron Simmons. And John, your thoughts here? Damn. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thank you. I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. John also says Ron Simmons. <clears throat> okay. I heard talking about Ron Simmons. I heard the JBL interview with Stan Hansen that was pretty good, and I think he did his last one, or he's doing his last one pretty soon with Jimmy Hart, though. I hate that I'm going to keep on doing that. that was a great I know, because you could get so many more people to do it, though. I mean, get Hulk Hogan in the hot seat. I mean, that would be that would be a good interview. Him and JBO could sit down and talk. I mean, that would be a nice two-hour conversation. You can do something like that. If they want to end that show on the high note, then why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with Jimmy Hart. No. no but why not put it, put it with, like I said, you know, especially with a Hall of Fame caliber, like I said, of... Uh, or Bret Hart, even, you know? Or Bret Hart, too. Flair wouldn't be bad. Oh, oh Flair and him would have a field day. That would be, that, that would be fun. Those, the, the, like, table for three. Put those three in the hot seat. Sergeant Star is another guy. Four. I mean, you could do so many more. Yes, indeed. And there's a whole lot of stories that they can be told there, too. Oh, yes. That a lot of people know. Some people, a lot of people do not, did not know. and That would be tremendous. Yeah. Uh, question number four. Which of the following four men was not a member, it was not, excuse me, was not an original member of the Legion of Doom? Was it Buzz Sawyer, Matt Bourne, Jake Roberts, or King Kong Bundy? Gerard. I think we had this question before, and I think J.D. picked the right Jake Roberts, right, J.D.? Yes, that sounds right. Yep. Not, a, not an original member. Remember that. I want to say the one oh, make sure I got... Oh, wait. Yeah. wait. Was not an original member. Was not a member of the uh, Legion of Doom, you said? The, uh, right. Uh, when it was, I think that was probably talking about when they first okay, came up who, with... Yeah, who are the choices again? Go over them one more time. Buzz Sawyer, Matt Bourne, Jake Roberts, or King Kong Bundy. And so... Which one does not sound right to you as being well, that would be a part of it, or be an original part of it? Let's put it that way. I mean, that's your opinion. Everyone's opinion here. Gerard, what do you think, bud? Uh, I'm just gonna pass. I don't know. Okay, JG. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Buzz Sawyer. You gonna say Buzz Sawyer? Yeah. And. John is saying Jake Roberts. Uh, Gerard, we need to break the tie here. Not an original member. Buzz Sawyer or Jake Roberts? Uh, Buzz Sawyer, I guess. Okay. We'll go along with Buzz. Thank you there, Gerard. Uh, Question number five. Who is not a son of Stu Hart? Jimmy, Owen, Brett, or Bruce? Gerard. Jimmy. <laughs> uh, J.D. Who was not a member of the Hearts, you said? He was not a son of Stu Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart. And John says the same thing, yeah. Although that would be interesting if it were. Uh, we, are one, 
We are one. <laughs> we are one fourth. We are yeah one uh, for the first five questions out of the way, guys. Moving on to the second phase. Question number six: What was amazing about Kerry Von Erich's stint in the WWF? Was it A. He was functionally blind. B. He had an impaired heart. C. He was battling severe depression. Or D. He wrestled with an artificial limb. Gerard. Uh, J.D. Repeat the question one more time again. What was amazing about Kerry Von Erich's stint in the WWF? What were the choices again? He was A. He was functionally blind. B. He had an impaired heart. C, he was battling severe depression, or D, he wrestled with an artificial limb. Artificial limb. And John. Another great superstar, too, was Bonner, Gary Bonner. John's saying the same thing. He wrestled with an artificial limb. Well, okay, we'll check that here in a minute. Question number seven. Which of the following? <clears throat> excuse me. Why do I get my throat keeps getting clogged? Which of the following is not? I repeat, not a third generation wrestler. Is it A. Eddie Gilbert, B. Ted DiBiase Sr., C. The Rock, or D. Chavo Guerrero Jr.? Not a third generation wrestler. Gerard. Uh, JD. I'm gonna say Gilbert. Let's say Eddie Gilbert. Okay, and John. John also said the same thing. We'll say that. Before we go to the next question, I've got to, I got to, uh, this has inspired me to do a fatal four-way fantasy matchup. Put these four in the ring. Who would win, Gerard, your opinion? So it's hmm? Eddie Gilbert, Chavo Jr., Ted DiBiase Jr., and who is the other so, one? Ted DiBiase Sr., the Million Dollar oh, Man. Senior. Yeah, and The Rock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I hmm. would go with Million Dollar Man. And J.D., who would you go with here? J.D.? Yeah, I already made my choice. Gilbert. No, 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 oh, no. A fatal four. If, if I put these four in a fatal four-way fantasy matchup, oh. who would you pick to win it? Eddie Gilbert, Ted DiBiase, The Rock, and who? Chavo Jr. Whew, good match. But everyone has a price, and the million-dollar man can buy his way to victory. And, John, who do you, who would you choose in this in this match? John would also feel the million dollar man as well. Good choices there, guys. Question number eight. Who is not a member, past or present, of the four horsemen? Was it A, Brian Pillman, B, Sid Vicious, C, Paul Roma, or D, Dustin Rhodes? J.D. Who is it again? What's the question again? Sorry. Who is not a member, past or present, of the four horsemen? Okay. Places are. 
Brian Pillman, Sid Vicious, Paul Roma, and Dustin Rhodes. Gerard. Oh, I'm Gerard. Oh, uh, I'm Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. Okay, I, I didn't hear you, but uh, he said that. I'm sorry there, man. Didn't hear you there. Dustin, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. Okay. I got it. Yeah, someone was hitting me up here, too, and uh, so I'm just answering them back there, too. My apologies there, guys. <laughs> Two things at once, right? And, John, let's see what your thoughts here. John, all right. John is also seeing Dustin as well. Okay. Question number nine. In wrestling terminology, what is a, what is known as juice? Is it sweat, heroin, blood, or alcohol, Gerard? Blood. JD. Blood. John. Beefaroni. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's spaghetti sauce, not blood. Mmm, beefy. No, that's pretty. Did y'all see those commercials I posted recently? That I posted yeah. a thousand Uber. Oh Lord, that was some hilarious stuff. The Chef Bard stuff. Show one mankind holding a big martini glass that was full of pasta. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, question number ten. In the mid nineteen eighties, a tag team was formed called the Blade Runners, comprising of runners Rock and Sting. Most are well acquainted with Sting, but but what is Rock known? What was Rock known as now? Is he known as Taz, Vader, the Ultimate Warrior, or the Undertaker? Gerard. The Ultimate Warrior. JD. Warrior. John. Roman Reigns. John also says warrior, okay? Question number 11. Which of the following two people are not related from these four choices? Are not related, okay? Is it A, Hardcore and Crash Holly, B, Gangrel and Luna Vachon, C, Ronnie and Jimmy Garvin, or D, Jerry Lawler and Grandmaster Sexay? Are not related, Gerard. Bob Holly and Spark are... Little Holly or whatever they're there. Oh, Hardcore and Crash? Yeah. Okay, J.D.? A. Okay, and John? John also says Hardcore and Crash, okay? Question number 12, guys. Who holds the record... For the longest title reign in professional wrestling history, is it A. The Fabulous Mula, B. Bruno San Martino, C. Ric Flair, or D. Vern Gagne? Gerard. I can't remember if it's Bruno or not. I think it's Bruno. Saying Bruno, JD. Mula. You're saying Mula. And John. Roman Reigns. <laughs> John Cena lost. Yes. You know, actually, yesterday he told us, and I, since you weren't online, he has been. It was a somewhat anniversary for him because 17 years ago he started watching wrestling. Oh really? Yep. 
Yep, he said in the history class yesterday on Revolution, he said 17 years ago he started, yeah. And he also told us, Gerard, when our 300th episode of Revolution is going to be. Did he do a drum roll? Well, I'll go ahead and tell you what it's going to be. I can go ahead and tell you what we're going to be doing on that 300th episode. Okay. We're going to be predicting Fastlane. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. And I believe that's going to be his birthday, too. Isn't that what John said? I think it's that day, that day or the next day, yeah. Yeah, okay. And John also says Mula. So we're going to go both here with Mula here for just a second. And before we go any further, the next one here, Gerard, I will turn over the plug to you. And please, you and uh, J.D. talk amongst yourselves. I will be back here shortly. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one. You can talk to any of us right now. Yes. By the way, the Reigns were in for Raw. They scored a two sixteen this week. Is that good? Well, they went down a little bit. That third hour kind of killed them, though. And then apparently, also yesterday, Linda McMahon was named. Small business administration leader from the Senate. How they voted over in '81 and '19. Like I said, I've been handling the news the last few nights while you've been out. And uh, one of the other stories, he's playing the Ascension were robbed out of their car the other night. However, at a house show in Oakland. They were what now? Robbed. Robbed. Robbed of their stuff. Yeah. But they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, speaking of uh, which, did you watch 205 Live at all last night? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, they had Neville TJP on, Graham Metallic took on Drew Gulak, and Rich Swan returned against the Scottish Supernova Noam Dar. Believe it or not. And let's see, Brock Lesnar has retired once again from UFC. Believe it or not. I've seen that yesterday. Well, that's not going to last long, because I'll tell you right now, depending on what he does at WrestleMania and how long he does his dates after Mania, he's going to have to serve six more months of his suspension. So, I don't see him... Uh, I'm not probably done now. He's, get, he's not getting any younger, and he can just concentrate on wrestling. I yeah, think. that's what I think, too. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, too, because I don't think he'll go back. And then, well, he won the title already there. What else are you going to do there, really, right? Exactly. And who else could... I mean, you don't want another loss on your record, so why would right. you even... Right, and you don't want another suspension, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. The loss would be... Like, I think he's got a winning record so far, so I don't mm-hmm. think you want to mm-hmm. yep. uh, mess that up. I'd, I'd retire. You're already the champ. What yep. else do you want to conquer? Exactly. And then they also announced uh, Monday it will be Big Show versus Braun Strowman in L.A. Oh. That's the match. And that's when I think we're going to see Shaq. I don't be they haven't said anything yet about uh, Shaq showing up, but I would not be surprised if he shows up here. Well, they got to tease it or do something with them. Yeah, because they're definitely setting up the Big Show-Shaq match for WrestleMania. I mean, I was going to wait until after Fastlane, you know. Well, let me ask you this, and I asked Chad this question, too, and I even brought this up to MLD's attention yesterday briefly. When do you think we see Rollins come back? Do you think it'll be after Fastlane, like maybe the week after Fastlane, or the night after Fastlane, do you think? I mean, they said four weeks. I mean, I could see him coming back maybe I the, the night after Fastlane, maybe. Give it 
a little yeah. bit too. Uh, yeah, because they're in Chicago, and it makes sense. It makes it's sense. It's their storyline. They could just tease each other and don't touch each other until the WrestleMania or something. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. And then, uh, like I said, you had the uh, festival of friendship there Monday night with the uh, Jericho coming out as Tom Jones, as they said. But um, what was your take about the whole Emelina thing? I mean, that thing just dropped like a hot potato. That, I mean, that was stupid. That's what we waited 17 weeks for. She comes out. I'm not Emelina. I'm Emma. But yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. What? Peace. Right. Like what the hell? What the hell? What did we wait for then? Yeah, exactly. That's why I said last night to Chad and, and John even heard me say it too last night when we were doing our raw review. I said, "Yeah, you built that up for three and a half months, and then you shit all over it, literally crap yeah. all over it." Seriously, yeah. John, what what'd you say? What was on it Tuesday again? What? What Tuesday? No, no, no. John was saying something about. I think what we were talking about something. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, let me verify what he was saying when he said right. that. We'll get back to the questions. John's birthday is on a Tuesday. Oh, so it's the seventh, then. It's March seventh. Because yeah, well, we've always said that. I think we've always we told before it was March seventh. Yeah. yeah. So March sixth is raw in Chicago because they're March seventh. They're in Indian. March five. They're in Milwaukee. Because they'll right. be in Pitt. Because I'm going for the following Tuesday, the fourteenth. I won't be here. Tuesday before the fourteenth. Tuesday the fourteenth. I will be at SmackDown here in Pittsburgh. I already got my oh. tickets. Okay. John, did you also verify, I want to make sure, because I told Gerard this, make sure I'm correct on this. Did you say that the 300th episode of Revolution will be the prediction show for Fastlane? Did you say say that last night? Well, tonight's what episode? He he, he confirmed it. Okay, Gerard, he confirmed that. So there you go. Fastlane will be 300. Is the is the Fastlane prediction show? Nice. That would be two days before his birthday, which would be March fifth. So March fifth is going to be the magic number for Revolution. So, oh, by the way, uh, the last kicker, Emery Rickenbach, is on the live video thing, and like before, she wants to chop into the trivia too. Apparently, she's heard his play. <laughs> so she in. <laughs> You remember that song by The Miz, I Came to Play, where she says, I want to play. <laughs> I think he's going to be playing when uh, freaking John Cena hopefully shoves his fist right down his throat, however, along with Maurice or Mania, because they keep, like I said, they're just teasing this right now, but I imagine we're going to see this make official in the next week or two, because I would not be surprised if that starts to pick up steam next week with Miz and Nikki, you know, and Maurice. And 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 also says yo to JD and GTS as well. Well, hello, don't be- yes, hello, Ann. And don't forget, by the way, quick plug here also before we get back in. This Monday, Howard, right before the Oscars, Howard, we're going to have a little Oscar rendition of our own, Howard, with the best of the best, however. So you might want to stay tuned for that as we will have presenters like Gerard, myself, John, and Fonzie, and the rest of the gang. And Chad, you're welcome too, Howard, because John and I came up with like 15 or 16 good trivia, let's just say awards, shall we say. It's going to be pretty good. You're going to like what we came up with. As I thought of it uh, during the show on Monday, and John's got the list already worked on 15, so we might throw 16 in there, but we've got the top 15 so far. Okay. Thank you very much there, J.D., for bringing that here to our attention. Okay, so I guess we've got another player here, guys. Gerard, J.D., John, and now Ann is in the mix here. So 
we'll finish up. We'll she'll finish up the remaining seven uh, seven uh, questions that we have here. Uh, let's start with question number thirteen. All right, which of the following duos, four duos right here, are related? Is it A. Johnny Ace and Road Warrior Animal? B. Ivan and Nikita Koloff? C. Ole and Arn Anderson? Or D. Kane and the Undertaker? Gerard. The Ace and the Animal. J.D. Mr. Laryngitis and Road Warrior Animal. I talk like this. And I hope I don't get my new wife to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Same as what the boy said, and let's see what Ann says. Ann, did you get the question? I wonder if he'll be the one that puts Rick Rude in. Like I said, they haven't announced anyone yet with presenters though yet, you know. I mean, we keep hearing. I mean, I mean, the one scope we kept hearing was Kurt and Austin, but, but they haven't announced anyone else. But right now, I mean, my guess is, like I told you guys in the last few weeks, I still think Cornette's going to put the Rock and Roll Express in. I just have that feeling telling me that. John is also, John is also saying they will go along with that, and of course, Gerard and I, with me and you, Gerard, been talking about several as well. I mean, we've we've I've often said. Ever since the announcement came, if he wasn't in bad shape, and nothing but this, nothing but respect for this man, yep. if this man was not in poor health, I would say Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. If he was not in bad health, unfortunately. Okay. But you would have to think about maybe Sting. Yeah. His battles with Sting. Flair. Uh, Flair. Paul Heyman. Yeah. He was another one that managed the WCW. Uh, uh, they might bring Medusa in to do it. Uh, yeah, it's true. Medusa and him go back quite a ways, yeah. But you know what? You know what I think would be on the very top of the list, and I think Gerard, you might agree with this. I would say someone in his family. Maybe. Gerard, you think? I would also, I would do, I think, uh, wasn't it Big Boss, man? He had Slick put him in, and then his wife and daughters were there or something? Yeah. Maybe yeah. something like that. Well, what, what about the, well, what about this? And then have his kid or something there. Yeah, and it's not that. But what about this, guys? I mean, think about this. What about uh, Curtis Axel? You know, his uh, dad, of course, was great friends with Rick. They grew up as best friends. Howard and Kurt was sort of like uh, Rick may have considered Kurt may have considered Rick an uncle to him, and they were very close with him. And oh, his dad. wait a minute! Wait a minute! That reminded me of one other we didn't have it mentioned. We talked about him many times ever since we heard about Rick Root, Bret Hart. Yes, definitely, yeah. But Bret Hart, didn't, bring Bret Hart, didn't Rick Root do something for Bret Hart? Yeah. Isn't there a story about, about, about that? There's been a lot of stories about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe Bret Hart. I mean, I mean, who knows? WWE's going to keep this under wraps until, until it comes time to do that. Yeah. You know they always do it that way. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see what happens here, guys. All right, question number 14. But anybody would be great, you know, well, I'm just glad that the man's going in, and that's 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 the most important part of it. I'm glad he's going in. But anyway, question number fourteen: Which of the following wrestling events came first? Chrono and 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 this it says here chronologically. That means I'm sure you I'm, y'all know I'm sure y'all know what that word means. But 
Which one of these four events came first is basically what is what this is asking. Is it A, WrestleMania, B, SummerSlam, C, November to Remember, or D, Starcade? Gerard. Pass. J.D. Starcade. John. John says, John says Starcade. And and what do you say there? Which one of the which one of those four events, wrestling events, came first? WrestleMania, SummerSlam, November to Remember, or Starcade? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, and <laughs> Is going with WrestleMania. So everybody's pretty much said Starcade, so we're going to say Starcade. Not ruling you out, Ann. I'm just saying that whoever had said it the most would say. Anyway, question number 15. Who is the only professional wrestler also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Is it A, Steve McMichael, B, Bronco Nagurski, C, Lou Fez, or D, Pat O'Connor? Gerard. Pass. J.D. Bronco Nagurski. John. I'll be back. Okay. John also said Bronco decided JD did. And let's see what Ann says. John says, Pat, I mean, Ann says Pat O'Connor. But John and uh, J.D. actually uh, mentioned this man here, so we'll go ahead and say, uh, we'll go ahead and say Bronco Nagurski. Question number 16. Which one of the following, well, that's right, uh, J.D. stepped away, didn't he? Okay, we'll, we'll wait until he gets back in. Um, hope he didn't fall in the toilet. And Gerard is going to love this announcement, if I may, if I may do so. Their uh, GTS. Go ahead. Tomorrow night's NWO Wolfpack is going to be a special one because we are we are once again bringing in the Radio Network Group Tour into all of our groups. And tomorrow night, my man, we come into your territory, Top Heel. Tomorrow night, we bring Wolfpack right here on. for a live. Video feed, yes, sir. It's going to be, I'm going to pop out the special NWO music like I played last week for this. I think you definitely get a kick out of listening to this. I'm sure you got a copy. You listened to it already. But uh, but I'm going to bring that back out because I think this, that was the music that was used for the B players in the NWO, as they called it. Uh, oh, I think you put that one on my Facebook page. I think I, I did. Yeah. I think they could. They showed. 
Six and Conan. I'm back. Uh, okay, there's JD. Yeah, so and I'll, JD I made the announcement that tomorrow night's NWO Wolfpack will be broadcast through our live video feed from Top Heel. Very nice. We will be doing Top Heel at 7. Right, well, Wolfpack will be on the Top Heel Facebook page. Okay, cool. The Top Heel is going to be treated by royalty tomorrow night, GTS. Uh, That's <laughs> right. And you got to look at all so nice. <laughs> and that'll, that'll be a night that you can pay to be rude. Am I right about that, GTS? Always pays to be rude. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, my man. Question number 16, J.D.'s back. Now we'll go ahead and start doing this. Which one of the following four choices is not, I repeat, not, an original member of the fabulous Freebirds? Was it A, Michael P.S. Hayes, B, Jimmy Jam Garvin, C, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, or D, Buddy Jack Roberts? Gerard. Buddy Jack Roberts. J.D. What was the question again? Which one is not an original member of the Freebirds? Buddy Jack Roberts. And J- and John. John also says that, and let's see what Ann has to say. And Ann is going with Ann is going with Jimmy Jam Garvin. But everybody is saying Buddy Roberts. We're going to go along with Buddy Roberts, and we'll check that answer here in just a few minutes. Question number 17, guys. This legendary bruiser, now owner and operator of a wrestling school, is credited with graduates like Triple H and China, among a host of others. Who is he? Is it There you go, JT, uh, JD. Same. And John? Uh, now, am I correct in saying Killer Kowalski has since passed away? Yes, he has passed away. I hate that. I really hate that. What's that? And it's been and, a couple of years, has it, JD? Who, Killer Kowalski? Yeah. He's been gone... Wow, I, I think he's been gone quite a long time. I think like three or four years. Yeah, it sounds about right. Let me just pull up his bio here. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. I'm watching Wrestling at the Chase, too. Um, let's see. Killer Kowalski was back, yeah, back in 08, 2008, back uh, nine years ago. Oh, man. Wow. Known as uh, the Master Story, the Master Executioner, Hercules Kowalski, trained by Luthez, made his pro debut in 1947. 1993, he retired. However, like I said, he trained people, like you mentioned, uh, Perry Saren, China, Triple H, Big John Studd, uh, who else? Tenzai, Sweet T, Kenny Dykstra, Damian Sandow, and Vandango. He also made numerous TV appearances, however, including Nightlight with David Letterman. And he was actually, this is pretty weird how he became a vegetarian in the late 60s and claimed to be the only one in pro wrestling. He would not drink milk or alcohol and did not smoke. He would not even drive with fussers who smoke, which limited his traveling options. He was also an all-raw food vegan for a while, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. There you go, some uh, historical facts there of uh, Killer. Yeah, 
Kowalski. And 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 Ozass and this question again. This legendary bruiser, now owner and operator of a wrestling school, is credited with graduates like Triple H in China, among a host of others. Who is he? I may have to give her choices, so she probably she said I don't think she heard it. Uh, Stu Hart, Killer Kowalski, Dominic Danucci, or Bill Anderson. John, I mean, and Ann says Killer. Okay. I hope I hope we don't kill her, Ann. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a joke. She's one. She's seen. She's one. You know, him and not only him, Stud Martin, the executioner's Nikolai Volkov was part of that stable too. Oh, I think that's right. In '76, I'm looking at the different people. 1985, Buddy Rose. We all know about him. Danny Davis, who later became Mr. X and a referee. Uh, Dwayne Gill, Mr. Gilberg, with '93, along with Barry Hardy and Terry Gordy. In 1996, was the last known executioner. Okay, thank you very much there, uh, uh, J.D. Question number 18 for everyone here. Rudolph Guzman Huerta is known throughout Mexico and Latin America as one of the most beloved wrestling faces, or, of course, babyface good guys of all time. What name did he wrestle under? Was it Neil Mascaris, Super Astro, Bismarck, or El Santo, Gerard? J.D. Super Astro. And John. John also says Super Astro. And Anne, what do you say? And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the shirt of choice has one of my favorite comic book heroes, Batman. A very gothic-looking Batman, too. And she also says Super Astro. Okay. All right, question number 19. Known as the father of Puriso, that's how you pronounce it, wrestling champion Mitsuhiro Momota was instrumental in establishing Japan as a major wrestling center. He wrestled under this alias. Was it the Great Muda, Hiro Matsuda, Tiger Mask, or Ricky Dozan? Gerard. Uh, JD? What was the name again? No one. I'll repeat repeat the whole thing. It's okay. Known as the father of Puriso, wrestling champion Mitsuhiro Momota, was instrumental in, in, in establishing Japan as a major, major wrestling center. You're saying Hiro Matsuda? Yes. Okay, John. John also says the same thing. Let's see what Ann has to say. Fun and, <laughs> and trying to do the Batman thing. She's saying, no, 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 Batman. Okay, very funny. Very the Joker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> John, she's also saying, Anne's also going with Hero Masuda as well. And the final question, guys, question number 20. And this one I'll be, 
That's huge. I think, especially I think Gerard would know the answer to this. Who is not, who of the following four is not a member of the clique? Was it Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, or Billy Gunn? Gerard. Side-eyes, Billy Gunn. J.D.? Yep. And John? And John's also saying that, Billy Gunn, and let me see what Ann has to say. And who was not a member of the clique? Was it Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, or Billy Gunn? And is also saying Billy Gunn. Okay. All right. Let's see how you hear guys out these 20 questions. Good luck to y'all. All right. Question number one. Yes, several independent wrestling promoters converged in 1948 and formed the NWA. Some historians claim that the promotion actually goes back to 1905. Although, although there is currently an NWA in operation and the former WCW is now merged with the WWE, the organization with the strongest claim to the original TNA, the original NWA is TNA. But that's been a while since that happened, of course, too. Question number two: It was the Russian Lion was known was of course in fact George Hackenschmidt. His only two losses in, in his career were to Frank Gotch, considered by many to be considered by many the best wrestler of all time, but a bit of a cheater. Hmm. Question number three: Of course, the first African American wrestling champion was in fact, as Gerard said, dang, Ron Simmons. Sports now retired Florida State All-American, last known as Farouk, defeated Vader to win the WCW World Title. Rocky Johnson, father of The Rock, won the WWF Tag Team title with Tony Atlas in 1983. They became the first African-American Tag Team Champions. This whole patrol. That's right. Yeah, I forgot what they—I I forgot what they were actually called. Yeah, the Soul Patrol never, because they took on uh, the Samoans, if you remember. They never used that name, though, whenever they inducted Rocky Johnson. Never said that term. No, but they did I, call him the Soul Man or something like that. I thought they called him the Soul Man. Man. yeah, but they didn't use the name they of the didn't tag. Use the, right, exactly. They, they didn't want to, yes. Yeah. Question number four. Uh, who was not a member of the original Legion of Doom? We said Buzz Sawyer. The correct answer was Matt Bourne. Maniac Matt Bourne. At the time of the group led by Paul Ellery and the World Warriors, was at its full strength in the mid-1980s. Born, later known as the first Doink the Clown, was with the Rat Pack with Ted DiBiase and Jim Duggan in the Mid-South region. Okay. Question number five. That's right. Jimmy Hart was... Jimmy was not related to the Hart family. Of course, despite managing Brett and brother-in-law Jim Neidhart the Hart Foundation, the map of the South is not related to the Calgary, Alberta family of Stu and Helen Hart. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Question number six, what was amazing about Kerry Von Erich extending WWF? He's in the credit. That was correct. He wrestled with an artificial limb. And here's a, here's an interesting story. Unknown to many at the time, the University of Houston graduate Kerry Von Erich lost his right foot in a motorcycle accident in 1986. 
His stint with the WWF, including a reign as Intercontinental Champion, was aided by a prosthetic. This affliction led to a dependency on painkillers and may have led to his suicide in 1993. That was a darn shame. Though. He was a great wrestler. You couldn't even tell the if he had an a, a artificial limb. Remember that. Question number seven: Which of the following was not a third-generation wrestler? We all said Eddie Gilbert. It was Ted DiBiase Sr. Eddie is the son of Tommy and the grandson of Arlie Gilbert. The Rock is the son of Rocky Johnson and grandson of Lord High Chief Peter Maivia. And Chavo Jr. is the son of Chavo Sr. and grandson of Glory Guerrero. Ted is, however, the only son of wrestling parents, stepfather Iron Mike DiBiase and Helen Hild. I didn't know his mother was a wrestler, too. Huh. Question number eight. Who was not a member of the Four Horsemen? That's right. It was, in fact, Dustin Rhodes. The original horseman, of course, Rick Flair, Arnold Ole Anderson, and Tully Blanchard formed the fight Rhodes' father, Dusty. Other past horsemen include Barry Windham, Lex Luger, Sting, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. In wrestling terminology, juice is another term used for blood. It means to bleed in the progression of a match. To blade means to intentionally cut oneself for effect, while to juice hard way is an, uninten- is an unintentional cut or laceration. Uh, the tag team, the mid '80s, the Blade Runners. Rock, Rock was known as the will be later known as the Ultimate Warrior. Of course, formerly known as Jim Hellwig, he went so far to literally change his name to the Warrior. I found that very interesting. Should the following not related? Y'all are correct. It was in fact Hardcore and Crash Holly. Roddy Garvin, his real name is Roger Barnes, is the stepfather of Jimmy Williams, who was known as Jimmy Garvin. David Heath, of course, it was Gangrel, is the husband of Angel Vachon, who was, of course, Luna Vachon. And Jerry Lawler is the father of Brian Grandmaster Sexay, Christopher Lawler. Robert Hardcore Holly Howard and the late Aaron Crash O'Grady were not related. His real name was what? Lockwood Crash Holly. I think. Gerard JD. I have no I have no clue. JD. Yeah, I'm here. Uh Crash Holly, what is his real life what is his real name? What wasn't his last name Lockwood? Uh spell it. I don't know how it's spelled. Crash Holly. Uh it was Aaron O'Grady, I think, or something. Hold on, I'll, t- I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. Uh, okay, you tell, me, you tell me after I get done doing this. Okay. Uh, question number 12. Michael John Lockwood. Name? Michael John Lockwood was his name. Okay, Michael Lockwood. Okay, that's why I thought Lockwood. Okay. He was 32. Okay. Who holds the record for the longest title reign in pro wrestling history? It was the fabulous Lula. Lillian Ellison's reign at Les Ladies Champions first in the NWA, then transferred to the WWF, extended an astounding 27 years. From 1956 to 1984. Which of the following duos are related? Yes, uh, Johnny Ace and Road Warrior Animal are related. 
Uh, Al Rogoski and Marty Lund, who, of course, is Ole and Arn Anderson. Scott Simpson, who was Nikita Koloff. And James Paris, who was Ivan Koloff. And, of course, Kane's real name is Glenn Jacobs. And the Undertaker's real name is Mark Calloway, are not related. Uh, John, who was Johnny Ace. And Joe, who was Road Warrior Animal. Laurinaitis are brothers. We all knew that. Yes. Number 14, which is following wrestling events, came first. It was, in fact, Starcade. It, it premiered in 1983. WrestleMania was first to be shown nationwide on closed circuit before the advent of pay-per-view cable. WrestleMania II was technically the first pay-per-view. Starcade disappeared with the demise of WCW, as did November to Remember with the fall of ECW. He was the only professional wrestler who was also in the Football Hall of Fame. It was, in fact, Bronco Nagurski. The two-time NWA World Champion was a mainstay of the Chicago Bears. McMichael, to this day, is the only wrestler with a Super Bowl ring while playing with the same Chicago team in 1985. I think he also played for the Packers, too, didn't he? Who's that? Steve McMichael. Yes, he did. That's what I thought. Okay. Question number 16. Which one is not an, not an original member of the Fabulous Freebirds? Everybody said Buddy Jack Roberts. Y'all are going to kick yourselves in the rear for this. It was Jimmy Jam Garvin. Damn. Yes, uh, let's see. One of the most innovative tag teams in the 80s, along with the likes of the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the Von Erics, and the Road Warriors. Garvin joined with Hayes in the Georgia area after Roberts retired, and Gory left for Japan in a tag team with Dr. Death Steve Williams. That's okay. Question number 17, yes, it was, in fact, Killer Kowalski who operated a wrestling school, and he he, uh, um, training, uh, uh, of course, trained, trained everybody from, I said, Triple H to China. And uh, we said Perry Saturn, and um, among others. Uh, question number 18. Uh, Rodolfo Guzman Verreta, of course, he was known as one of the most beloved wrestling baby faces of all time. Everyone said his, 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 he wrestled under the name Super Astro. It was El Santo. Rather than the square circle or the silver screen, El Santo which is also known as the Saint, sold out venues throughout Latin America. Millions mourned when he died in 1984, as was the case through his career that he was never seen without his mask. He was buried with his mask on. He is survived by a son who wrestles as El Hijo de Santo, son of the Saint. Question number 19, the father of Puroso, who was, was instrumental in establishing Japan as a major wrestling center, Everyone said he wrestled under Hiro Matsuda. He wrestled under Ricky Dozan. He trained both Antonio Inoki and the Giant Baba, who went on to become the first Japanese star to win the NWA world title. As loved in Japan as El Santo was in Mexico, it was years after his death in 1963 that the world learned Momota was actually a Korean Kim Sin Nak. I did not know that either. At question number twenty, now a member of the clique. Of course, he was not. Of course, it was in fact B. A. Billy Gunn. 
Michaels, Hall, Nash, X-Pac, and Triple H formed the Chords Group Vision known WWE as DX, which later included Gunn and, of course, who was known as, his real name is Monty Sop, and the road dog, Jesse James, of course, his real name is uh, uh, Armstrong. Right, the Armstrong wrestling family. So 15 out of 20 guys, not too shabby. An average score is 12 out of 20. That's not too bad either. Uh, and uh, let me see here. On that note here, guys, uh, and uh, while we, like I said, while we first come, almost come to a close here uh, tonight, um, GTS, anything you wish to add, sir, before we call it a night? Nope, I don't. Okay, yes, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, JD, anything else you wish to add tonight, sir? Nope, just watching uh, some old wrestling tapes right now and uh, studying right now, but nothing going on right now. But I will okay. be back tomorrow night for Top Heel. You can bet on that. Okay, go. And uh, John, anything else you wish to add? Uh, apparently he does not because he's saying he will see us tomorrow. Okay, John. Uh, and did you want to add anything to the mix here before we call it an evening? I don't think she has anything else. And she does not. Okay, thank you very much there, uh, Anne. I do want to thank everyone for joining me here tonight for for uh, for episode 292 of Revolution. And, of course, I uh, remember uh, tomorrow night in W.O. Wolfpack will be stemming from GTS's stomping ground, Top Heel, which will be, it's going to be a big time tomorrow night. Yes, sir, indeed. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Revolution Friday Night will stand from WWUS Fan Empire. So everyone be prepared for that. We'll get more information on that when we come up on, come up on Friday evening. So for now, uh, I do want to thank everyone for coming on here tonight. And GTS, of course, in your your unique traditional fashion, let's head for home. This has been another episodic episode of WCW US Revolution. Players in the game are the following. Chad the Boss and uh, JD the Iceman. And the last kicker, John the Human Suplex Machine. And last but not least, King NWO GTS. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless and see you in the ring. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.